Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast, where we shine a light on innovators, brands, and free thinkers, and we do it all in the name of the culture. Most importantly today, when you listen to the show, I want you to remember that if he can do it, you can do it. All right? So for those of you, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Amira Sane, and I'm so happy to have you here this week. I hope you enjoy what you hear. And a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'd love it if you listen to a couple more episodes so you can really see what we're doing here at Brunch and Slay. If you're tuning in every week, thank you. And I want to send a special shout out to someone who wrote the most awesome review to us this week, Miss um, D.C. Wright. She says, Amira brings it. I love the discussions and topics. It's the motivation we need to slay this life. Also, the content just keeps getting better and better. Wow. Go, girl. Thank you, Miss DC Wright. I appreciate you. I, we are nothing at Brunch and Slay without the support of our listeners and our followers. And it means everything to me when you guys take time out of your day to drop that one sentence or two sentences to just let the world know that we're doing something here for the culture by the culture. So this week's guest is a real innovator. You guys know in the past, Brunch and Slave was all about our ladies and we still are. Don't We are not fading away from that. But I thought it'd be cool to do a series where we touched in on some of the guys who are being innovative and who are being game changers and to shine a light on all the things they're doing. How many times have you dated somebody and they were a total sports uh video playing junkie or just a video player person period and you wonder what about it and videos have evolved if you're like me i remember the first nintendo and all that good stuff and they have come a very long way but did you ever know that you could literally get scholarships from playing video games or that you could monetize playing video games so for all you moms at home yelling at your sons saying put that thing down you might want to say pick that stick up so today's guest mr kareem marshall is going to help us learn a whole lot more about the opportunities that are out there for our young folks who are out here killing it and really gaming to a whole and taking it to another level thanks to kareem hey kareem welcome to the show hey amir uh kareem here i'm super excited to talk to you guys and really just expect uh just showcase some knowledge and then also get ready to hear some feedback from everybody oh yeah now the first thing i asked kareem when we talked i said uh what what is esports <laughs> didn't i kareem i'm like okay that's cute what is that yeah yeah, yeah i mean that was definitely the first question and it's probably the best way to think about it is esports is competitive video game playing. So when we look at it, let's break it down. Let's break that down a little bit further. Okay, so back in the day, there was one guy who got into the Guinness Book of World Records for playing Pac-Man and beating Pac-Man the fastest. And uh, they, that transformed into LAN parties. LAN parties, a bunch of guys playing uh, StarCraft or playing computer games in just one open area and just playing against each other each other competitively. Now the industry has evolved into instead of just regular LAN parties, they're hosting a LAN party with 50,000 plus viewers on site and then over 600,000 just watching. 
online. Yeah. And so what kind of games typically are the ones that people really get excited about watching and going to those type of parties? Does it range the gamut or how does that work? Yeah. So, so usually uh, the, the top three esports um, in the industry right now are currently League of Legends, Fortnite, and also Overwatch. And yeah. these are also the, the key games that kids can actually uh, get scholarships for. Wow. So my godson who plays Fortnite all the time, I've heard a lot about it. I've never seen the game. I know he plays it because I get him the little gift cards so he can buy little things for them. I think it's, uh, I, you know, for parents, this is probably like, wait a minute, what? He can get a scholarship. So, you know, just to let you guys know, Kareem has a company called Uplift Studios that he founded a few years ago, all with this in mind. So I want to take us back to where that brainchild came from and what that evolution was like. Yeah, so so definitely. So Uplift Studio started off as a software development company. And my idea was to create a application to help people find workout partners. So that was the initial brainchild. But the reason why I called it Uplift Studios was because I wanted it to be a company that foundationally stood for something more than just making a cool new social media application. Um, the reason why I named it Uplift Studios is because I wanted it to uplift the people in the community and uplift other people or, and also employees. So it was, it was meant to take yourself to the next level, whether it be a, so for instance, I started off with an all-female development team. And it wasn't because, oh, I, want, I had a certain preference. It was just because they, they were about working harder. When I interviewed a lot of guys, it was all about the titles. But I saw the hunger and they understood the vision. So that's how that, that uh, we start off initially. And then what I, we got into the early stages of development and kind of towards the mid-stage where we did the front-end development application, but then we needed uh, to find funding for the back-end development aspect. Now, I'm one of those creative people. I was like, all right, well, I used to host parties. I used to actually uh, fundraise for American Cancer Society as well as St. Jude's and, and also some uh, hospices. So I was like, well, gaming is, is pretty fun. We're all gamers. Why not take a stab in, into the esports industry and actually just utilize it as a marketing tool? And then literally a year later, things just really, really ramped up. And I recognized that the, the mobile app industry kind of fell off because of saturation in the market. And I was still able to help people by utilizing the esports platform. Hmm. So it sounds like a major pivot, right? So we start off with this idea and it evolves and it has some traction and it evolves into something that you wind up realizing that there's a total need for. So not only do you have brand development, talent development, and event development, this has helped you work with some really cool and key brands. What are some of the brands you've worked with? Yeah. So uh, some of the brands that I've worked with in the past and that we're working with currently, um, Operation Prefrontal Cortex, which they're based out of Toronto. They are a mental, uh, a mindfulness and meditation development nonprofit uh, founded by Director X. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the listeners will probably know him from his work with Rihanna, 
work, 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 work. Oh, and sing then, it again, sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, work, 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 And then, you know, um, you might you might see some of his past work with uh, Jay Balvin, as well as also Drake mm -hmm. in regards to Hotline Bling. Yeah. And then um, we work with Code Ninjas on a local scale. We also work with a nonprofit called Macy's Miracle. And that nonprofit is sent around developing STEM and career opportunities for uh, children in the special needs community. So you partner with these folks to do what exactly? So eSports, the eSports platform is a great tool for brand engagement for millennial audiences. And because the eSports audience space is actually in the the core audience space is in the 21 through 35 age range. What we do for the nonprofits is we actually help them utilize it as a fundraising tool. So instead of your conventional gala, instead of your conventional dinner, hey, let's get some sponsors, let's play some video games, let's get the kids involved to learn more about their brand. Exactly, which is what I was like, literally, I love to get people to toot their own horn. How innovative is that? So there's, you know that there's a need. I know a billion guys who play video games and girls and women uh, who play them. And it's still always something that you do. Like in a barbecue, there's always a room where some kids or folks are playing video games. It's always there. So finding a way to help brands connect with their audience by doing that is just like, mind-boggling to me and not only that you also help kids and young people find scholarships for esports so break that down because people probably heard me say that at the beginning of the show I'm like yeah how let's talk about what that's like and what these kids are going to college you know what kind of scholarships they are and what college yeah. they're going to yeah so so in regards to the esports scholarship spectrum it's very similar to conventional athletes now one of the key differences that's like a big, big perk is that esports players that go to college, they can still get the NCAA can't tamper with uh, them receiving money. So, I mean, I'm not an NCAA god or anything, but you know, uh, and what that means for your for your son or your daughter is that let's say they do go to a tournament and they're they're on the esports team for their university they can still receive cash or they can still get receive their payouts, which is something that in regards to the NCAA and uh, the athletes, the regular college athletes, they, they can't do that or they can revoke their scholarship. Um, so how does it benefit a university? And I, and I just, I'm asking yeah. these questions because I'm sure people are like, wait, huh? How does it benefit the university to have folks there playing video games and have a, I guess, an athletic video game esports team? What's the benefit? So one of the major benefits is it makes your, the university attractive to the next generation of students. The, the number of gamers in the world to date is over 2.3 billion. And so the universities are utilizing it as a recruitment tool. Um, a lot of universities that, are, that have started esports teams, um, in 2018, they had over 120 universities, actually doubled in comparison to the number that they had in 2017.
Hmm. And so you talked about that, you and I, on another conversation, we talked about that the kids or the students who they are recruiting for these positions are going into majors like engineering and uh, what other kind of majors are they going in? Because I want people to have a clear picture. Yeah, so, so what ends up happening is that the kids that are, that are recognized as gamers, they go into the sciences, they go into the engineering majors, because it's very, it's, it's the gaming, uh, the gaming experience is very similar to a lot of developing cognitive skills, uh, especially in the STEM and engineering. It's very chess-like. Um, they're developing, they're developing and honing these skills that are actually transferable skill sets going into different fields. So one of the biggest shockers for me, um, when it comes to the career opportunities that they're preparing for is actually me finding out that Halliburton, large oil and gas company, they hired game developers. And when I went to their conference, I saw nothing but people with VR headsets. Hmm. And I asked them, where, where do they recruit their kids from? They're like, hey, uh, we get them from uh, game design uh, graduates. Because the game, the game design graduates can actually create the renderings for the geologists, for hmm. the, the foreman, and they can actually create the training modules. So even, even though your, your child is a gamer, there's a plethora of career opportunities, especially data science, which is one of the up-and-coming fields at this point in time. So as a parent, should you be seeking Little League esports teams? Should you be taking your kids to esports conferences? How do you get them to the position to where they can actually get a scholarship? How do you get them in front of the right audience? So, so definitely in regards to esports, it's very skill-based. Um, it's skill, so you have two types of, of professionals when, in regards to the esports spectrum. Um, on the player side. So you have someone that's very, very talented and they are really good at the sport. They're really good at, at the certain game. And the, so esports is very analytics driven. So teams and it's very easy for someone to know what skill level you're at. Um, they can look it up based on your user profile. So the, it's, very, it's very similar to uh, scouting profiles online for uh, football players, like, uh, you know, oh, five wow. So they're literally, they could just pull a bunch of reports from different platforms and know who they want to see. You don't even have to take the kids from the house. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Ah! Every mom's <laughs> dream right there. Saturdays are now <laughs> yours. <laughs> they, they know exactly who's the top players in the country. Um, teams actually actively look at, at that list. And in regards to esports. Your child can be recruited for a professional team at the age of 18. Um, there's, there's one kid that's actually on a professional team at the age of 16. Wow. With, with parents' permission, it, and that provides him with a, a salary. Wow. See, this is not your mother's internet, y'all. It's, it's, things have changed. Things have changed. So, man, so now that you are in this role, and you are really a pioneer, and so I'm sure you are seeing a lot of things change and evolve probably at warp speed. Where is it that you want to see, what role do you want to play in this evolution? What do you want to be known for? So, so let me uh, just touch base on, on the second half uh, of, of the, the question prior. Uh, the other half is the actual entertainer. So this is a person that has a personality. Um, 
this is a person that has a YouTube platform and they're getting people to follow them and uh, they're getting people to watch their content. And that's, that's another side, side of the gaming uh, industry in regards to like a professional gamer versus a prof professional entertainer. Um, where I see myself going and my company going, we're, we're solely focused on community development and education. So we really want to use the esports platform to engage the youth and also provide them with more opportunities. Um, in, in regards to career development and also, you know, entrepreneurship, because we see that, hey, you know, what if you're not the person that could jump real high or you can't run real fast? That's fine. You can find your own lane and create your own ecosystem. And that's something that we're very, very passionate about. So what is that process? What is that process like for you as far as your business? What are you looking for now? Where can people who feel like they need to get their kid or cousin or niece or nephew in front of your platform? How, what's that evolution like? Yeah, so what we're, what we're currently, you know, we're working on a, a multitude of projects. Um, currently, we're working on bridging the gap between Houston high school students and them getting recruited to go play abroad actually in Toronto. So we're, we're working with the college over there in regards to that. And in, in regards to getting the students in front of us, we usually host events in the Houston area and across the country. So what we have coming up uh, in November 7th at Access Replay, we're doing an event for high school students, senior citizens, and also adults, and that's called Level Up. And the thought process behind that event is, how do you take yourself from point A to point B? Whether it be financial literacy, learning about new emerging markets in regards to like the esports industry, um, in regards to senior, senior citizen uh, healthcare industry, creating your own startup, things of that nature, entrepreneurship, and even relationships development. You know, how do you separate from a bad relationship? How do you get into a relationship with someone that is going to push you to be the, the better version of you? So yeah, we're, we're, we're doing some really, really exciting things. And definitely uh, you guys can check us on, on our social media to see what events we have coming up. And uh, we have a lot of, really, really fun partnerships. No, I think that's so interesting. And and I, I really am impressed by the way you can take technology and present it in a different way. And now we have universities opening their minds, which are typically the last people to embrace new degree plans, right? You go from now they're, they're doing social media marketing plans and social media management that didn't exist five, six years ago, not in most markets. Now it's pretty much at every school. Um, and so I know that this is also one of those things that's cutting edge, which they probably should incorporate some time ago. But I think most people didn't show them how you can monetize it, which is really unique. There's so many great career fields now that one can have just by pursuing their passion. And I will, for one, tell you, I never thought that professional gaming would really truly become a thing. And, I, and I, I'm glad that it is because it's something that I think requires great skill. I've never been that great at gaming. 
uh, that's not my wheelhouse and, and most activities. But when I watch people literally learn those buttons and learn which shortcuts to take so quickly and all those different things that have to go with that critical thinking that goes with the gaming, it makes perfect sense. So kudos to you for shining a light and helping our young people get connected and really educating them on, on all the options that they have out there. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the biggest things when it comes to the esports industry is that it's a big ecosystem. Uh, for someone like, uh, there's so many different career opportunities. And for someone like yourself, what if you were interested in doing esports reporting? Um, I have a friend that's a psychologist. I always talk to her. I'm like, hey, you can be an esports psychologist and work with these esports teams. Um, you, there's room for you to become an esports dietitian. Um, now I know that there's, it. it's just a wide variety. And one of the biggest things that people one of the, uh, I guess one of the biggest myths when it comes to esports is that there's a very, you know, there's one body type, the guys are slouches or the women are slouches, they there's no physical activity. And when it when it comes to the professional scale, they're in the gym, they're training. Um, a lot of esports teams have actually employed former professional athletes to actually work with them. Um, somebody like Chris Bosch is actually a consultant uh, for an esports team. This episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence a place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Wow. Just keep educating us. I love it. I love it. This is an area I knew nothing about up until about a week ago when I first connected with Kareem. And it intrigued me so much because this is this is our future. And people like him who are learning how to think outside of the box and creating different opportunities and paving the way, like I said, you're a true pioneer. It's important that we continue to share their stories so that people know options. You know, a lot of our kids are still going to school thinking they, they can only become teachers, doctors, or lawyers, and that's the only way they're gonna make a great living. And they're gonna have a lot of debt in those routes. Whereas we have things like this that really pique certain free thinkers. And a lot of the extremely intelligent people get bored in modern classrooms, right? So that's why they're so intrigued and they wanna stay up conquering and challenging and learning these games. And like those kids who stay up all night and they gotta you know, master the game the first day it, it's out. Those are the people who probably would do well in the esports career. Am I right or wrong? Yes, so, so there's healthy ways to go about uh, being an esports gamer, of course, everything's good in moderation. And there's a lot of tactics and a lot of data analysis. So when it comes to being a professional, yes, you might play eight hours, uh, you, you might play six for six hours, but then you have four hours of study sessions and going over your, you know, did you make the right turn or did you stay in the right lane? Did you, did you shoot at this, at this, you know, at the right time? Did you click the the button. There's a lot of data analysis that takes place that people don't, people usually overlook. Uh, there's actually esports uh, firms uh, such as Mobilytics that is strictly based on 
deciphering how to improve your gameplay through analytics. Um, in regards to esports as, as a profession, there are professional teams and they do have, they do provide salaries for their players as well as housing. Now the esports houses, oh my gosh, it, so awesome. Oh my <laughs> gosh, so cool. So, so cool. It, like they purchase, they usually purchase like a mansion or a, a small mansion, uh, say approximately, you know, 5,000 square feet, four to 5,000 square feet and everyone has their own room, but it's a great training environment. Uh, for the gamers and these are some of the pro teams the larger teams and whatnot uh, so in terms of opportunities for this for the students even if you're not uh, the best gamer just having some knowledge of this emerging industry um, last year the industry was at 908 million dollars in generated revenue but the gaming industry in total is a 100 it's a 191 billion dollar industry right so there's room for everybody basically yeah there's so, massive room right mm -hmm. so you're on brunch and slate so we got to know what you want to say to the women so i'm sure that there's a lack of women gamers out there i know that there are some but there can always be yeah. more what what would you say to the to the women or young girls out there who are reluctant to dive in i would say there's more women gamers than people know or than people think so anytime that you see your homegirl playing words with friends um for some of the older ladies um if you remember playing bejeweled or <laughs> are you serious playing, you say that? wait a minute did you just say that did you just say for the older uh, i mean i mean Korean. i mean i'm just saying <laughs> my elders i got respect for my elders i mean i'm just saying <laughs> You, you, I had to make know? him take his corporate hat off for a little bit, y'all. We we just had to we had to break it on down. No, go ahead, go ahead. So 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 yeah. So I mean, like Carmen San Diego. If you you know if you if you're a '90s baby, we all pl play Carmen San Diego. There's a lot more female gamers than people think. Um, there there are a lot of opportunities for for women to step into gaming. It is a, it is an industry that it is predominantly male, but the best part about about this industry is that it's all skill based. Mm -hmm. So it it does it's not about strength. It's not about speed. I mean, yes, there's some elements of speed, but it's so it's it's skill based, and usually women are really really good when it comes to skill based um, interactions or engagement. I mean, when it comes to like the critical thinking and thinking on your feet and and things of that nature. But yeah, there's a so much opportunity uh, for young women to get into the esports industry. You just got to be fearless and just go. If this is something that you're passionate about, just do it. And yeah. even if you're not passionate about esports, but if you can find a lane capitalizing on the platform that the esports provides for you, you can go into esports make your money and then exit out but still have the connections mm -hmm. that you need and for what, whatever venture
right? Oh, it's really evolving. Just like you said, you started this in a whole nother wheelhouse and it's led you here. That's the whole point of this. It's, it's knowing that there's so many more options. And I think that it's important. And that's why I really was in, in, happy to have you on the show because showing people that there are more options than what we think is what it's all about. You do not have to be pigeonholed to one avenue. And even when you start down that avenue, that's just the beginning of a chapter. That is not the whole story of your life. And Kareem, you know, for a young man who's, who's defi- deciding to make this the forefront of what he's doing, that's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm clapping, but because I don't want to break the speakers, so I'm doing it very quietly because that's, that's what this is all about. How can you live your best life if you don't know what life can offer you? Oh, man, that's a, that's a really, really key statement. And I think we, a, lot, a lot of times we let fear hold us back from reaching our own maximum potential. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one key phrase that I, I, I want everybody to know or to just really think about, knowledge plus action equals wisdom. So when you think about somebody and they say that, you know, they're wise, think about it from this perspective. How many times do you tie your shoelace? A gazillion. Okay. If, if your shoelace, you know, if they're a little bit uneven, do you feel like you can still tie them? Yeah. How many times did you, I, I mean, you said you, you did it a gazillion times. Do you feel like you're wise in regards to tying your shoelace? Uh, I would think so. Yes, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't need it. I don't need to see it. I can do it. Right. It's one of those okay. things know to do. So if you feel like you're wise in regards to tying your shoelace, there are other factors of your other parts of your life and activities in your life that you feel like you're wise in regards to. So with your pro- when you think about wisdom and when you think about how you feel about yourself moving forward, sometimes you're going to fail. When we were younger, we failed at tying our shoelace. But the more times you do it, you'll get to that. You'll break that threshold to where you're, you're wise and you're the sensei and you're able to teach somebody else. So Right. I'm not. I'm not the best word slayer. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, we get it. We get it. We as get long it. as y'all get it. Yes, we get it. We get it. You know, and and that's the whole point is shining a light on different opportunities and different resources and different avenues and different journeys because a huge part of life is about the journey and it's about pivoting and those forks in the roads and do I go right? Do I go left? Do I stay straight? Do I turn around? Right. Or do I just go back to sleep because my mind isn't in it today? Those are decisions that we don't typically get to talk about. We didn't have the luxury. A lot of people in our community and, and multicultural people, a lot of them are first generation uh, Americans. A lot of them are yep. first generation college students. Um, a lot of them have not had the luxury to go out and find themselves or take a gap year or take these different things that our counterparts have had for generations. So we are constantly playing catch up, so to speak. So for you and I and people like us who are trying to give us a springboard and giving yeah. us shortcuts and players book and readers digest versions of different avenues that they can pursue. It is important. It is necessary. So again, I commend you because this is what it's all about. And the more lights we shine when we have all of our flashlights together it becomes a spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. We become that beacon of hope that we all need. And it doesn't come in one certain package. It comes in however you need it to, to understand and to digest it to make sense for you in your life. So, yes, that's why we're here. What we're doing today is we are building and we are winning. So I got to know, Kareem, this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world that are alive. Who are you brunching with? If I could have brunch with anybody in the world, it would... It would honestly probably I would have to go with Oprah. And my, and my reason being is because she leveraged the media platform into doing some doing things for the community on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. And I have mad respect for that. Oh yeah. Because I I feel like yeah, my company's small at this point in time, but I'm not going to wait till my company blows up to have impact in the community. My company is going to scale with us making impact in the community. And that's what, that's my big, that's my biggest thing. So my honest to goodness goal for the, for myself over my lifetime is to have, it has, is to have a trillion dollars of impact in the world. I don't know if I'll ever hit a trillion dollars of impact, but that's just my goal and that's the legacy and that's the president that I want to leave. Because like you said earlier, I'm a first generation American. Um, my parents are from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So in the Caribbean islands, you know, we have a very different lifestyle. There's not a lot of socioeconomic opportunities outside of conventional means uh, based on just certain limitations. But I really feel like with the evolution of technology, this is the time where you have the power to change the socioeconomic status of your family. Oh yeah, and then you know the journey. And back to what you said about the trillion dollar impact. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you and say I may. I don't want even want to hear you ever again say I may not because it starts with a desire. Oprah was not built in a day. Nothing about her history and her foundation says that she should be Oprah that we know and love, right? So we have to be very careful about the words we even allow to come out of our mouth to make other people feel comfortable. If you are confident walking that, you know you're gonna hit it, you're gonna do it. You're already in a path that no one else knows about. There's nothing stopping you. So you know I'm cheering for you. Now, where can people follow you and how can they support you? Yeah, so people can follow us on on Instagram, on Facebook, U-P-L-Y-F-T Studios, and upliftstudios.com, U-P-L-Y-F-T. S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Um, also, some of the some of the brands that you, you're going to start seeing us with working with um, the NFL Players Association. We're also working with H-E-B. We're also working with um, just a couple of other other. Uh, Samsung is is one of our large large partners. That's a notable name. And we're always looking for new partners. Um, we do have a nonprofit element that we really push to make large impact in the communities with. Um, and we are a esports culture agency. So if you're looking to infuse esports into talent acquisition, if you're looking to have us come in and do a workshop based around soft skills, um, th- this is some things that we do for corporate clients and we're just here to help at the end of the day. 
Yes. Yeah, so all your folks who are planning corporate retreats, you need to tap into Kareem and he, all his information will be in the show notes. So let's lean in. Let's think outside the box. Man, Kareem, I have enjoyed allow, talking with you again because you are definitely a talented and intelligent young man and having you on the show and broadening my horizon. So thank you. And I am sending nothing but good vibes your way. Thank you, Amir. It was a pleasure. Uh, just want to say Caribbean Posse, what's up? <laughs> we'll see y'all at Carnival. See, now he's now he's going real soulful. Good, goodbye, Kareem. Have a good night. No. <laughs> my people, my people, my people. No, seriously, that's what it's all about, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it on a platform that you know and love, or just DM it to a couple of friends and let them get a giggle. And Caribbean Posse, I expect this to be in all of y'all's social media feeds because your boy loves you. So until next time, just remember that when we build, we win. I'm Amira, and this is Berkeley Play.